the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. We're running a few reruns. I'm taking a few days off. I'll be back live on January 3rd. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, December the 7th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On December 7th, 1941, the Empire of Japan launched an attack on the U.S. Navy base at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. They also launched attacks in Malaya, Hong Kong, Guam, the Philippines, and Wake Island. As you may know, the United States declared war against Japan the next day. Today in 1787, Delaware became the first state to ratify the U.S. Constitution. Today in 1796, electors chose John Adams to be the second president of the United States. Today in 1917, during World War I, the United States declared war on Austria-Hungary. Today in 1963, during the Army-Navy football game, videotaped instant replay was used for the first time in a live sports telecast. And today in 1972, America's last moon mission to date was launched as Apollo 17 blasted off from Cape Canaveral. We were leaders in space travel for a number of years, and in recent years, it seems to me, I haven't done a lot of study on exactly what we're doing there, but it seems to me that we're doing pretty much nothing. Uh, There was a lot of discussion when President Trump started the kind of the new branch of military, the Space Force, and um, because he supported it. Biden apparently does not because we haven't heard a lot about it. But nonetheless, uh, space, by all accounts, space is a very important part of our keeping secure and the security efforts. And everybody pretty much sees that, but it's a matter of not seeing it, but doing something about it we don't have we don't have a an administration now that does a lot they talk a lot president biden doesn't talk a lot but the rest of the people his people do and they just drown you in words in fact to the point where sometimes you have to come up for error you know what are they saying kamala harris is a walking breathing example of that she talks all the time, and you don't know what she said. I mean, even brilliant minds will say, what What did she say? Nothing. They just talk. But that's all a part of how deception works. I want to talk to you a little bit about deception today in our culture, biblically-based discussion about deception in our culture, but also what's actually happening today in our culture to deceive and manipulate the narrative or the conversation in America and around the world, for that matter, but we're going to be focused on America. 
last night a University of Nevada Las Vegas a mass shooter uh, was we they announced and we learned last night that the guy that did the shooting there in, in at UNLV yesterday was a college professor former college professor not there but at a couple of other places sources say but they they weren't sure whether he had a connection with the school in University of Nevada Las Vegas UNLV last night they were reporting on a number of news sources they said the gunman. Uh, in a mass shooting on the University of Nevada Las Vegas campus that left three dead and four wounded is a 67-year-old career college professor with connections to colleges in Georgia and North Carolina, a uh, law enforcement source has told the press and so on. This morning, they have learned a little bit more, and I'll update you on this. It'll be in the news today. But this morning, uh, ABC News is reporting that the deceased suspect in the University of Nevada Las Vegas shooting has been identified as Anthony uh, Polito. He's 67 or was 67 years old. And uh, Polito had applied for a college professorship at UNLV, but he wasn't hired. They declined. Uh, They didn't hire him. Uh, He has ties to North Carolina and Georgia, where he previously worked as a college professor, they are saying this morning. Polito was armed with a handgun during... Wednesday's uh, on-campus attack, which he, um, which three people were killed. Investigators have now determined that the victims killed were faculty or staff, not students. That suggests to detectives, according to ABC, that the rampage may not have been random, but may have been an attack that targeted certain people because of some sort of previous relationship or interactions. Well, I I'm, don't want to read anything into this, but I mean, I'm a simple man, and I would think that if he applied for a job and didn't get it, then he went back and only shot certain people and didn't shoot students. It probably has to do with them not hiring him. But, I mean, what do I know? Anyway, the suspect was killed in a shootout with police detectives who responded to the scene. The gunman fired on police, which is what led them to shoot him. A law enforcement official briefed on the probe said there's an apartment in Henderson, Nevada. That's just a little, a little ways out of uh, Las Vegas, uh, Henderson. And they, this apartment is believed to be where he lived, and it's being searched as we speak. That's what's going on in Henderson, Nevada. U.S. State Department is violating the U.S. Constitution according to a new lawsuit that's been filed. The U.S. State Department is violating the U.S. Constitution by funding technology to silence Americans who question government claims, says a lawsuit filed Tuesday by the Federalist Conservative Organization, the Daily Wire Conservative, and the State of Texas Conservative. The three are suing to stop one of the most audacious, manipulative, secretive, and gravest abuses of power and infringement of the First Amendment rights by the federal government in American history, according to their lawsuit. This is important. It exposes federal censorship activities even beyond the dramatic discoveries in a pending U.S. Supreme Court case, Murphy v. Missouri, or it's also known as Missouri versus Biden, 
I mentioned this uh, here a few days ago. I think it was a, maybe a week or so ago. I mentioned that case because it's significant. Well, this one is more significant because of the nature of what's being alleged against the government of the United States. Back on September 14th, the Department of Justice made an emergency Supreme Court appeal to keep the feds controlling what Americans read and see online. The Department of Justice made an emergency Supreme Court appeal to avoid lower court injunctions preventing the White House and federal agencies, including the FBI, from telling Internet speech monopolies which keywords, posts, and accounts to kind of suffocate, just to choke out, erase. The court granted the appeal the same day, pausing the lower court injunction, stopping the federal government from holding a, figuratively speaking, like a gun to the Internet monopoly's heads, to tell them what ideas, to tell them what ideas to choke from the online public square. In other words, they were to decide what you and I know and what we don't know. The Biden administration didn't contest any of the more more than 20,000 pages of court documents that showed essentially every major federal agency pressuring social media monopolies to take down these ideas that these powerful Democrats don't like or face federal lawsuits and investigations and removal of their monopoly powers. It's a very complicated matter that we have today in America. But if you turn on the light, it becomes much less complicated. And that's what they're trying to do with this lawsuit. Plus, plus these people in the lawsuit that have filed the lawsuit are trying to protect themselves. I'm going to try to explain to you what's, what's happening. In, in the. I'm not a lawyer, but in the most basic terms, because this is, is fundamental to where we are in our country today. The, uh, it argues, this lawsuit argues, that obeying the First Amendment imposed unprecedented limits on the ability of the president's closest aides to use the bully pulpit to address matters of public concern on the FBI's ability to address threats to the nation's security and on CDC's ability to relay public health information at platform's request. They're all in cahoots. They're all connected behind the scenes. The left, leftist movement, social media, the platforms, print media, television media, radio for the most part, uh, are behind this, not radio as, as much as the others, but are behind this movement to set the tone or set I, the, the word narrative is way overused. I mean, I always think of Hillary Clinton. I don't know if she's still using that word or not. I don't even pay any attention to her anymore, but much. But she used that word for a long time and others. I mean, they just use narrative, narrative. But it is a pretty good word. It describes the conversation that's going on in our nation. And it, it can the word can be used to help define what is and is not being said to the public, and that's what we're talking about here. The left seems to be addicted to censorship. This current lawsuit alleges that the State Department is illegally using a counterterrorism center intended to fight foreign disinformation instead 
to stop American citizens from speaking and listening to information government officials don't like. In other words, the the crown of jewel of all of that is, I think the I don't think I mean quote unquote this is what they don't like. I don't think the last election was fair. I think there was fraud in the last election. Well, when you say that publicly, as I just did, uh, you're very vulnerable. They don't want anybody saying that, whether you're a small person with, without as far as your influence or a person with a lot of influence, they don't like it. And they have been using institutions or, or operations within the government that have been set up to protect us from the enemy outside they have been using that to attack, to attack and censor what they see as the enemies within. The enemies within to this administration <laughs> include you and me, if you're a conservative, and particularly a Christian. Now, I know I can be criticized. Oh, Gary, he's way off base. I mean, it, that isn't happening. That's, that's, you know, it is happening. And it's happening on a large scale. I'm not into conspiracies. I, if you've listened to this program for any amount of time, you know that. I I want to talk about the things that we really know are true and what they mean and how they impact our lives. And not suggesting that, you know, we can, can't be misled on a single issue because we cover a multitude of issues. But I'm saying that we really focus on that. And I'm not particularly into conspiracies. I've seen some people, particularly Christians as a pastor, I've seen them get way off the rails uh, sometimes. I mean, in an unhealthy way. So we're not talking about that. I'm talking about what's actually happening. And our government is operating in a dark cloud in regards to censorship. And it's kind of hidden from the public. So other recent investigations have also found government counterterrorism uh, resources and tactics being used to shape American public opinion and policy. During last Thursday's congressional hearing on weaponization of the federal government, Democrat members of Congress insisted that censorship affects uh, uh, efforts of groups like Cyber Threat Intelligence, that's uh, League, CTIL, the Election Integrity Partnership, EIP, and the Virality uh, Project, VP, were benign. And they're not a violation of the First Amendment. But as people have looked into these things and, and done their work and done their research, that's not true. This one guy, this representative, Dan Goldman, he was saying it's not the First Amendment. It's the social media platforms, terms of service. That's There's a thread of truth in what he's saying, but he's misleading. He said they are flagging it for the social media companies to make their own decisions. That's not the First Amendment. That is the terms of service. Well, it is the terms of service, but it has to do with the First Amendment as the, it relates to the impact that what they're doing is having on conservative organizations and you and me, the public. The CTI League, which partnered with the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, and Infrastructure Security Agency, the CISA, aimed to implement something called AMIT, A-M-I-T-T, that's an acronym. It stands for Adversarial Misinformation and Influence Tactics 
and techniques. Public, which is also a publication that likes to turn on the light. Public says Pentagon-affiliated entities are heavily involved in anti-disinformation work. MITRE, M-I-T-R-E, MITRE is a major defense contractor receiving funding to tackle disinformation about elections and COVID. Does that sound familiar? Of course it does. The U.S. government paid MITRE, an organization that's staffed by former intelligence and military personnel, to monitor and report what Americans said about the virus online. So if you text or you post it on social media to your sister or brother or somebody, family, whomever, a friend, that you really aren't into this COVID thing and you don't know if the shot works or not. All of a sudden, you're categorized by some of the most sophisticated operations, some of the most sophisticated technology, and people who have led our intelligence in the past. You're now categorized among bad people that should be watched and censored. Oh, I'm not saying that every individual is now, somebody's looking at us every day, but I am saying that that's the web that we have woven in America because we don't have straight-up honest people running the country. I mean, do I need to explain that? The Biden thing is, is about to, it looks to me like, about to explode or implode over this, over them enriching, the, the Biden family enriching themselves. And this matter is, is really coming to light. Thankfully, there are Republicans who really do want the truth. They're not out to get Biden. They're out to get the truth. And in doing so, the Biden family is looking more and more and more like, like a syndicate. I mean, they just are. But that's the web that we have woven in our country today. Corruption, it runs deep. And it runs into the, the deep state or the shadow state that really does what they want to do regardless of who's elected to office, except when they get a guy like Donald Trump. And that's why they hate him, because he doesn't play the game. He's not the only one, but he's the only one that's been president recently. Anyway, the U.S. government paid MITRE, and it's staffed by former intelligence and military personnel, to monitor and report what Americans said about the virus and develop the vaccine confidence messaging and so on. The government-backed military research group, public discovered, was present in the EIP and the VP misinformation reporting system and in election disinformation report emails to CISA, another one of these organizations that are set up to censor. The most recent lawsuit, this one, claims that through grants and product development, assistance to private entities, including the Global Disinformation Index, the GDI, and NewsGuard, the lawsuit alleges that the State Department is actively intervening in the news media market to render disfavored press outlets unprofitable by funding the infrastructure development and marketing and promotion of censorship technology and private censorship enterprises to covertly suppress speech of a segment of the American press. That, of course, is the 
conservative press. This is where we are in America today. I have said uh, more than once that you will note on on our website, faithandfreedom.us, we don't do advertising. Most websites do, Christian ones included. They do advertising on there to help them meet their budget. I mean, I understand. And I'm not opposed to, you know, the market. I'm a capitalist, and I believe in capitalism, biblical capitalism, like Jesus taught. I... um. But we just, I just feel that I, I, we can't control what the advertisers put on our website, so we, we're just not going to go there. And I just don't feel comfortable with it. And I, I go on some of these religious websites, and I'm not being critical. I'm just saying I understand why they're doing it. It's tough to meet your budget every month in this kind of an environment. It's really tough. And I, I know why they're doing it. They're, they're trying to keep their head above water and do what they do. And what they do is report things and talk about things and write and publish about things from a conservative perspective. We do the same, except ours is from a biblical perspective. But on this, and this is the part that they are attacking on the Federalist and and, uh, even the state of Texas, and that's a little different matter, and I'm not going to get into that today, but it's it's along the same lines. But but the, um, the Daily Wire... Uh, These guys, they're trying to make it, and because they're conservative, our government, through these shadow organizations, are trying to shut them down. I mean, that that is by virtue of of stopping the cash flow that pays their bills. I would add that we are fully supported by our listeners, 100%. We have no other income except you. And I thank you for it. In fact, if you don't support this program financially, would you prayerfully consider that and ask the Lord if you should or if he would have you to do so? Because that is the way we operate. There's no advertisements that we, that are affiliated or in any way connected to what we're doing. If there's something that we feel we want to promote, I just say it right out loud. You should read this book. But we don't get anything from anything that I endorse. I just endorse things that I feel are are helpful. Maybe they were helpful to me and they can be to you. But when you're advertising, then you're vulnerable to the, in this case, the federal government and what they're doing. And this, that's what these guys are, are now forced to fight against their own government. At least two of the censorship tools, the state department has funded, developed and awarded have targeted specifically the federalist and the daily wire. This according to the lawsuit. NewsGuard and GDI, they wield these tools developed with government assistance to deprive government criticizing news outlets, including the two that have filed this suit, along with the state of Texas. They do this by rating conservative outlets poorly, falsely claiming these outlets purvey disinformation and are unreliable. And in the minds of people who aren't fully informed and we can't be fully informed about everything i mean you see that if you see something that says um the federalist is um unreliable it's going to make an impact even if it's a passing impact if you see something that says jerry randall is unreliable that's going to make an impact they know that 
Will it cause you not to listen or tune in or read something? Maybe not, but maybe. And that's how it works. They deliver applause for the leftist media competitors. They put high value on them, very reliable and so on. We're talking about YouTube and Facebook and Snapchat, Best Buy, uh, ExxonMobil, Kellogg, MasterCard, Verizon. All of these people are money flows into federal government or far left kinds of um, kinds of activities. Ratings companies like NewsGuard and GDI base their low ratings of outlets like the Federalist, at least in part, on politically charged so-called fact checks of a tiny percentage of the outlet's articles. While these companies' full ratings criteria are secret, back in December of 2022, GDI published a top 10 list of its most favored and most disfavored news outlets. The Federalist and Daily Wire appear on GDI's 10 riskiest lists. I've got the list, and I published it on our website today, so those who read the articles that I write, and I wrote an article about what I'm talking about, you can see the the list there. The least risky sites that they published, and they're not supposed to publish it, but they did, and again, they go, oh, I'm sorry, we'll work to see that never happens again. But they put it out there. The least risky sites, the ones you can trust with all your heart and all your might, are NPR, Associated Press News, The New York Times, ProPublica, Insider, USA Today, The Washington Post, BuzzFeed News, Wall Street Journal, and Huffington Post. Now, with the exception of possibly the Wall Street Journal, that is the that is the lead dog in the far left, what they've named as the least risky. In other words, you can trust what they say. The risky sites that you should not believe, you should not trust these people. You shouldn't even read what they're putting out there. The New York Post, which is very conservative, Reason Magazine, Real Clear Politics, The Daily Wire, The Blaze, One America News Network, The American Conservative, The Federalist, Newsmax, and The American Spectator. They're the ones you really want to keep an eye on because they're coming from a different perspective than the government. All outlets on GDI's least risky list have helped spread some of the government's biggest disinformation operations in the last decade. They carried the torch for Joe Biden and the Democrats and the far left of America. They carried the torch. They carried the banner on this last election. They caused people who even suggested there might have been some wrongdoing in the last presidential election to be destroyed. That's how serious this is. It's not just these two organizations that have filed suit. It's what we know, what we're told over our public airways and in print. Remember the hoax of Hunter Biden laptop stories? It's all coming out now, but boy, they kept it under wraps for several years till they could get Joe Biden into the White House. The Russian collusion hoax, we now know it was Trump didn't do any of that stuff. I mean, there's no evidence of it. This is 
This is where we live today, and this is the environment in which we live. And that's why it's so important that we remain in, informed and involved. Thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.